Welcome to the Living Parables Podcast, where we uncover spiritual truth and lessons God has given us through His Word and our own life stories. I am Nate, your host. To all the listeners tuning in the show today, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I appreciate every single one of you, and now let us begin. Well, I'd like to welcome you back to the conclusion of the Philippians book study. Um, the last two studies went through its entirety, and we're going to uh, follow suit today. Um, we're not going to do any like uh, pre-talks or kind of give any backgrounds to it. We're gonna, just going to finish off Philippians chapter four, and uh, I, I don't. I guess the. I'll just be honest. I'm not sure the direction uh, we're going to be heading after this point. Um, when you hear this, I've I would have already recorded this um, on the weekend of Mother's Day, so uh, who knows the direction God will lead. Uh, but you know what? We'll just be obedient to follow. So that being said, we're going to go and start in verse one. Therefore, my beloved brethren, whom I long to see, my joy and my crown, in this way stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. I urge Yodia and I urge Sintichi to live in harmony in the Lord. Now, uh, again, there must have been a conflict here. And... Paul is saying to the believers at Philippi that they are his beloved brethren. He longs to see them, and they are his joy and crown. And that's how we need to view people in the faith. We must not look at them as anything other than beloved. And that's hard to do because in this day and age, we don't uh, look upon people like that, especially people outside of our family. So that becomes an extremely difficult challenge. And it's one that we must always be focused and obedient to what Jesus Christ says. It's not about what we do. And, and this is and this comes from a transformed mind. It comes from a transformed mind because here's the problem. We all have different personalities. We all have quirks. We have uh, different things we bring to the table, and some of our personalities conflict with one another, but we all need to surrender all that because Christ is the head of the church. He is the head of the body, and he has called us in, un in unity with him. So obviously, Yodia and Sintichi, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, he urged them to live in harmony in the Lord. So basically, he's saying, hey, this is a problem live in harmony in the Lord, not in harmony with each other, but in the Lord. In the Lord makes us united in the bond of love and peace. So in Christ, we can have those things. Now, I want to go back to Philippians uh, 2, 2 for a minute, because he's saying, Paul says, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in the spirit, intent on one purpose, and that's for the sake of the gospel. So it's very important that these these people understand and not just those people but us too that we must be of the same mind maintain the same love that we found in jesus christ and united in the spirit now as we go to verse three it says indeed the true true companion i ask you also to help these women who have shared my struggle in the cause of the gospel together with clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. So just because there's arguments and just because there's things that 
that happen um, with amongst the believers doesn't mean that we can't become united once again. It doesn't mean that our names are are etched out of the book of life. But um, here's the thing. Paul is not condemning these people. He's giving them instruction from the Lord to live in harmony in him, in the Lord. But also, he's saying, help these women because they have struggled with me in the cause of the gospel. Okay, so sometimes things happen for sure, but we cannot forget that these people need to be as close to us as possible. And we need to be spending time with them. And then Paul goes on to verse 4, and this is where the meat of the study comes in. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. We need to delight greatly in the Lord. That's what the word rejoice means, to, to delight greatly in the Lord. Why do we delight greatly in the Lord? Because He is our strength. He is our salvation. He is, he is our means of sanctification. Uh, he is a means of giving us grace and the greater grace that goes beyond our sinful nature and the things that we do on a daily basis. Uh, he does all those things. And, and He says it twice. Rejoice in the Lord always. So I'll just share with you. When my, when my children, and I don't know, what my problem is but when my kids get sick i'm usually texting my wife if i'm at work or whatever's going on and i'll say are the kids okay are the kids okay are the kids okay and it's it's ridiculous and then she has to send me a text saying please don't worry you know and and it's in those times where all these things and it's not just one thing it's one thing after another after another after another and i'm going to share with you it's in those moments where we must go in prayer and say, Lord, all these things are happening all at once. And I just, I'm overwhelmed and I, and I, I don't know which way is up or down. And I just need you to help, help me remind, be reminded of your promises. Help me to be uh, firmly established and rooted in you. Help me just to remind, remind me of those things, Lord. And so it's important when we're going through these things that we don't sit there and wallow in self-pity and let our thoughts run wild. We need to go in prayer. We need to give it to the Lord. We need, we need to trust the Lord with those things, but also we need to get in his word because those where the promises lie. That's where the comfort lies. That's where if you were a young kid and you got hurt, what do we do? We went to our parents. A lot of times it's our mothers for comfort. And so I'm here to, I'm here to share with you right now that it's extremely important, extremely important that we go to our father in heaven. And you might say, well, I pray, but God doesn't talk back. Well, again, he, he doesn't physically talk back to us. Like he doesn't come down and with a thunderous voice and speak comfort, comforting words to us, which would be amazing. That would be um, something that we would all long and desire for. But however, God speaks to us through his word. And <clears throat> this book is completely filled uh, from cover to cover, full of comfort, truth, promises, and reassurances. So again, we rejoice in the Lord in that. And verse five, <clears throat> excuse me, it says, let your gentle spirit be known to all men. You know, okay, gentleness, we already, we've already established this many, many times. Gentleness is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. We must be humble. We must be gentle because in Matthew 11, 29, uh, and we're going to, we're going to go there real quick. So Matthew 11, 29 here, 
I'm cheating because I'm using my computer. It's a lot, it's a lot quicker. Uh, Jesus says in Matthew 11, 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. I'm just going to share this with you. I'm, I'm reading this and I need this, uh, more, more now than ever, because I'll just be honest with you while I'm recording this, this is, it's on mother's day. Um, got a message that, uh, my mother was upset and, uh, you know, my, my family's out of town. They're coming home and, uh, and I, I accidentally took my keys and I was trying to open the door and I was trying to do two things at once. And I accidentally, the key like inserted into the Bible where the pages are and it messed it up. And I'm just like, I was just at that point, I'm just like, okay, all right. Um, so this is real time. Uh, although now this is going to be released, uh, several weeks after I record this, but I'm just here to share with you right now that all these things are, are overwhelming at this point. So I'm not saying anything to you that has happened in the past. This has happened to me at this moment. Uh, it just happened several weeks prior when I recorded this, but, uh, let your, let your gentle spirit be known to all men. And we must, and absolutely must take, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And as we kind of dive deep into that for a minute here, what does that mean? That yoke that, that take my yoke upon you. Now I, I want you to uh, think about that because a lot of people will say, well, he's talking about eggs or something. Um, what's he talking about? Um, no, Jesus is saying here, a yoke is a wooden cross piece fastened over the necks of two animals and attached to a plow or cart. So a yoke allows two animals to share a load and pull together. Um, yokes were used in the Bible times primarily with bulls or oxen to plow fields and pull wagons. So animals yoked together need to be close in size and weight for the cart or plow to be pulled evenly. So um, the Bible uses, uses this yoke metaphorically to describe the weight of a task or obligation. Um, but also it was, it was to understand that, uh, what he's talking about here is to be in union with him. That's what he's talking about. Take my yoke upon you. Okay. And learn from me and see, this is, this is the problem. We, we must learn from the Lord. We must Follow him. For he says, I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will not, you might, you will find rest for your souls. So, what does that mean for us? We rejoice in the Lord because these trials and tribulations are, are temporal, they're not long lasting, and he gives us, by means of himself, he gives us a way out and also a way through. So we need to hold on to those promises. And as I'm saying this to myself, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little bit better as I'm going through this. So this is real time. But let your gentle spirit be known to all men. Uh, the Bible is full of certainty and absoluteness. He is saying that you must let your gentle spirit be known to all men, not just the believers, but to unbelievers, to the people who curse you, who persecute you, who blame you 
who falsely accuse you of things, uh, who say horrible things about you. Those are the things that we still need to be gentle with them because that is how Christ, think of, that's how Christ is to us, but think about how you came to salvation. I mean, we all have different stories. I was just talking to a lady yesterday and she was saying that she went through domestic abuse and basically she, she was she was raised in orphanages because her parents didn't want her. And yet she still trusts and believes in the Lord. And she still, which is amazing to me, she is, uh, she has a really wonderful attitude. She rejoices in the Lord because she is then taking what she went through and applying that and to help serve others who are going through those things. That is a Holy Spirit work. That is that is something that is not of human strength. That is that is powerful. And that's what we must understand. And now, here we go, the end of verse 5, the Lord is near. Every day that passes, that day of the Lord draws near. The question is, and the question that must be asked is, are you ready for that? Are you longing for that? Are you yearning for that? Are you eager for the Lord's arrival? Are you eager for him to come back again? And if you are a true believer, the answer unquestionably is yes. But far too often, we get so busy and caught up and wrapped up into life that sometimes we just we don't take time to pray. We don't take time to read his word. We don't take time to love people as he has so richly and undeservedly loved us. I mean, that's just, that's just powerful stuff. Verse 6, now here it is. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Um, I'm going to hang here for a minute uh, with these next two verses because this is where I'm at right now, at this very moment. Now, um, as this episode releases, who knows where I'll be? Only God knows. But I'm here to share with you right now that at this moment, I need this now more than ever. And I wrote this up, the study up, weeks and weeks prior to this recording. So again, um, this is all culminating in, in one uh, hopefully glorious study. But be anxious for nothing. What does anxious mean? It means being pulled apart and to go into pieces. How often do you hear people today say that they are have they have so much stress and anxiety they they have it a lot it's it's quite a bit in matthew 6 25 it says for this reason i say you do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink for uh for your not for your body as to what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing so again we say these things and here's here's the true reality here the anxieties that we experience, God says to us very plainly through Paul to the church at Philippi and to us as today as the church, be anxious for nothing. You have to put yourself, you have to put yourself in this in the story. Nate, be anxious for nothing. Well, but but but, but Nate, be anxious for nothing. Do you trust God or do you not? God's saying, do you trust me or do you not? And I sit back and say, okay, yes, Lord, I do trust you. Do you trust me with your family? 
Yes. Do you trust me with your life? Yes. Do you trust me in, in the things that you are unaware of or the things that you can't understand? Yes, Lord. Then trust me then. It's okay. But here it is. He gives us away. But in everything, here it is, everything. Do not think that you are too strong to go to the Lord. Take everything to the Lord. Big, small, medium, whatever it is, take it to the Lord. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, and supplication means heartfelt petition, a deep personal need. I was brought to tears just a little bit ago, right before I started recording this, because this, this day was supposed to be, and it may, it may I have a feeling it's going to be a good day, but I'm here to tell you that I, I have no idea. I have no idea, but I was going to the Lord because my heart was anxious. My heart was starting to get filled with worry again that I've done several times. And I'm like, Nate, you should know better than this by now. This is just the things I'm trying to overcome through the Spirit. But here, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Go to God in prayer when you worry or are anxious. His peace will guard your hearts and minds. We must be in Christ. We must be in Christ. It's, it's that simple. And then listen to verse 7. And the peace of God. So when we are... Now, I'm, I'm not going to finish this yet. But, so when we're anxious, and we're told not to be anxious, but when we're praying and giving our supplications to God with thanksgiving, okay, even in, in our most strenuous and, and anxious of times, we're making our requests be known to God. And here's the promise. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, all understand, all reasoning, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's why I always say it's everything is in Christ, with Christ, and for Christ. I'm here to share that with you right now. And I'm just going to share with you right now. I took a little pause just a little second ago. Uh Right at the part where we talked, we just said we must be in Christ. I told you I was going through some, through some turmoil. Um, I got a phone call from my wife because they're on the way back, and she said that the boys are doing uh, pretty good. And then my mother called me right after that, and and everything's good there. So I feel uh, like a, a weight has been lifted off my heart. But this this right here is not an accident. This is all these things that we're learning about and listening. It's happening right now in real time. It's it's just boom, boom, boom. And so, again, the the promise that the peace of God will come, and it, and by the way, which surpasses, it's superior to all understanding, all reasoning, and will guard your hearts. That peace of God will guard your hearts as, as like a military guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So that's, that's why we must be in, in, in union, in spiritual union with him. He is who we are supposed to be. He, he is who we're supposed to be in. And then he says in, in verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute or reported well of, if, and I'm going to turn my page here, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So it's 
again, faith without action is dead. So we don't just get anxious. We say, okay, God, help me. The end. Okay, where's my peace now? Why are you not giving me peace? God, where are you? Hello? Hello? I'm struggling here. That's not what it's about. It's not just praying a prayer and, and say, ta-da, here's your wishes. What it is, is we need to have that mind transformation found in Romans 12. Because whatever is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, of good repute, any excellence, guess what? where all those things are found? In Christ, in his word, in his promises. It's in, it's in him. The, that's what we need to be thinking. I says dwell in those things. We need to dwell in the things of God. And then, and we learn those things, and guess what we do? Uh-oh, we practice those things. If you're a basketball player and you want to get better at your jump shot, you can't you can't go into a game and never practicing, and then when you miss all, all 20 of your shots, you're like, I don't know why I missed them all. Because you don't practice. You don't practice those things. Practice makes perfect. Practice the things of the word of God. Take those lessons. Take, take all the commands. Understand them. Obey them. Remember what it says in James. Be doers of the word, not merely hearers. That's what it's about. And then verse 10. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now... At last, you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. Okay, now we're going we're gonna to kind of shift our focus here to contentment, so be prepared. I know how to get along in humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled with, and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. Well, how did he learn that? Wait, 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 wait. How does he know how to get along? Well, first off, it's through experience. It's going through that fire. I'm telling you right now, my dear brothers and sisters, you are going to go through the fire, period. No, no if, ands, buts, nors, or ors. You are going to go through the fire. That's what's going to happen. However, what's the secret? How, how, has he, how has he learned that secret? It's in verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when we're, we're hungry, when we have not had an abundance and we're, we're suffering in need, Christ will strengthen you. It says, nevertheless, you have done well to share with me in my affliction. The, the great thing about the body of Christ is we don't have to go through this alone. There's a lot of times people will come through by being moved by the Spirit of God to help you in your hour of need. That's what the body of Christ is for. Let me let me share the story with you. There is a lady that I work with right now. She lost her husband uh, about six months ago due to COVID. Horrible situation. It was just horrible. Okay. Let's not sugarcoat this. It's horrible. And here's what I'm going to tell you, tell you right now. She said, because just a few weeks ago, it was tax time. And she was telling me this story. Nate, I have a, I have a blessing to share with you. I, I couldn't wait to share it with you. First off, I was honored. I'm honored 
that someone would share that blessing because they know that I follow Christ. That's that's so powerful. And so here she is. She's saying this to me, and she's like, Nate, I got to tell you what happened. There was a, a tax issue with my husband's work. Something got messed up, and I owed thousands and thousands of dollars. And I was so stressed, and I was so worried. I didn't know what to do. And so you know what happened, Nate? I'm said, I'm just on the edge of my seat. I'm like, what, 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 what? And she said, someone in the church wrote a check for that exact amount and made it anonymous. And now the pastor and the and the leadership knows who it is, but they refuse to tell them because the, the person that did that wanted that to be anonymous. Uh, but praise God for that. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to get money every time for something happens, but the church will help. It should be helping people in time of need. They got it right. And that's what the body of Christ is for. And by the way, um, I have to share this with you because it's, it's so crucial because we're talking about contentment here. We live in a day and age where people are so fixated and focused on self and acquiring much wealth as possible. But here's what I'm trying to share with you right now. Okay. I want to share this with you right now because it's extremely important. Hebrews 13, five says, make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have for he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I forsake you. Understand that also in first Timothy six, six, but godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. So, what should you not be content with? You should not be content with uh, being mediocre in the faith. I'll be honest with you. That's what we should not be content with. But everything else by humanistic, materialistic things, we ought not to be content with those things. Or excuse me, we should be content with those things. So I don't need a lot of money. If you ask me right now, Nate, how much money do you make a month? How much money do you make a year? I couldn't tell you the answer. I don't know. Now, I'm not saying I don't take care of our financial responsibilities with our families. Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm telling you, I am not looking to work two or three jobs so I can get all this money so I can live the high life. I'm already living the high life. I'm, I'm living the abundant life Christ has called me to live because that life is in him. It may not be monetary things. It may not be materialistic things. It may not be a fancy car. It may not be uh, fancy things to go on these extravagant vacations. I don't need that. I just need Christ. That's all, and that's all who I need. Okay? Now let's go to verse 15 here. It says, You yourselves also know, Philippians, that at the first preaching of the gospel after I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving but you alone. That's important. For even in Thessalonica, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. Are you hearing that message? The church ought to be a stronghold for us, a safe haven. And we ought to see the needs of the people inside of the church, and we need to go and meet those needs. And there are times, I will just say that there are times we are that, that those things are happening. And praise be to God for that. But again, in all these different places, Paul wasn't even in Philippi. But they're sending a gift more than once for his needs. That's powerful. Verse 17, not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek for the profit which increases to your account. So by, by giving to those in need, you are actually giving back to the Lord. 
But in verse 18, but I have received everything in full and have an abundance. I am amply supplied, having received from Epaphroditus what you have sent, a fragrant aroma on acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Are you hearing that, Christian? Are you hearing that, follower of Christ? God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Does that mean you're going to get every single desire of your heart? No. No, it does not. But what does this actually mean then? This means that the true spiritual needs, even some of the physical needs that you need, God will supply. It doesn't say he might, he, he might come around, get around to it one day. God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. It says, now to God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And verse 21, 22, and 23, greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit. There are people around the world. There are dear, precious believers in Jesus Christ in every single country of this world that we will never, ever meet until we get into heaven. And there are certain certain things, my dear brothers and sisters, that you will uh, you will understand in full when you get to heaven. There are people that you impact that you have no idea. You ever had those, those moments where you meet people at a random and you're never going to see them for the rest of your life? That's what's going to happen one day. We're going to we'll be able to see those people again. I told you about the story about this guy who was, he was a homeless guy and he wanted to, he, all he wanted to do was get, in, get into a Bible study. Because he had found a Bible, and he'd been homeless for decades, and he found a Bible and he'd been reading it. And he just get, he just fell in love with Christ and he gave his life to Christ. He doesn't even, he doesn't he doesn't understand everything yet. He's he'd be he's uh, he's would be considered a spiritual baby. But what he did was he was around um, this uh, downtown area in our city, and uh, what he was doing is he had a sign, and I took a picture of that sign that says, looking for a Bible study, please help. It wasn't for food. It wasn't for water. It wasn't for a, for booze or anything like that. It was he, was he was desperately craving the Word of God. So now here's the crazy part, and I, I mean crazy as, as in awesome. Here's what happened. This person I used to work with, who is a believer, she saw that, she knew that I did studies on Wednesday night. She told him where to go. And now I'm going to tell you that walk from where he was at to our church. It's a long way. He walked all the way to our church, came in while I was right in the middle of a study. Didn't really know who he was. Uh, I was kind of uh, actually a little bit apprehensive because it's, it's supposed to be for youth. And so I'm kind of like, okay. And I'm just going to here to share it with you right now that he came in and we had a long talk afterwards. Uh, another a member of our youth group, uh, one of our helpers took him to where he wanted to go. And I haven't seen him since I, I I've invited him back. We prayed with him and we helped him along the, along his way. And it was, it was an amazing thing. 
I'll never meet that guy ever again until we get to get to heaven. So again, God will supply all of our needs. We greet every saint around the world, and we'll and may we we may have those opportunities, but wherever our lo geographic location is, that thing doesn't matter. Whatever race that we are, whatever whatever language we speak, it doesn't matter, because in Christ Jesus we are one. So I will end the way Paul has ended. And, he'll, and he says this, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit. That's why, that's why I always say at the very end, pretty much pretty close to the same thing at the very end. So I pray that the Lord blesses and keeps you and gives you peace. And remember, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything is in Christ, with Christ, and for Christ. And until next time, God bless you all.